You are listening to All Bang Up. Who that? Who there? Here we go. Welcome to All Banged Up episode five. This is our first live stream, huh, buds? Yeah, Cinco. Five. Now, I got to ask, first things first, buds, how are you doing? <laughs> so good, my dog. Love that. <laughs> now, to my left, we have a special guest today. We got Mikey LeBlanc in the studio. What's up? So Good to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. We're happy to have you, Mikey. Now, I'm going to give Bye. you a quick rundown of the show. We had a great show today. Uh, we're going to start off with heater clips. We're going to talk about our favorite clips from the internet. We're going to talk about Rider of the Year, little Rider of the Year discussion. We're going to get into BNN, where Buds breaks down the hard-hitting topics that we don't see on the internet every single day. We're going to check in with Mikey, and then we're going to take calls at the end of the show. So, first things first, what I'd like to do is start off with heater clips. Now, for heater clips, uh, we're going to get started with Zeb Powell's Nollyback Rodeo 900. What do you think about this one, Mikey? I mean, I just had the opportunity to ride with Zeb last weekend or two weekends ago down in Bear. This doesn't surprise me at all after spending a, long, a couple afternoons with him. Um, I mean, he's just an athlete. He's amazing. He's got the pop. He's got the energy. So, And I think it just looks like he's having fun, too. Typically, you might see a you know huge spin off a giant jump, but he's really just playing around and enjoying it. I love it. Hang on, we got some technical difficulties. Jules, just hit record, right? That's all you got to do? Is the power off? Yeah. O open and close the screen. And then once that's on, hit record. So open the screen back up. And then now hit record. Okay, now we should live. be good. All right, we're live. Sorry, we had a couple technical difficulties. <laughs> now, the Zeb clip is superhuman. He pops <clears throat> like he's a freaking, he, he goes like 10 feet higher than he should. It makes no sense. Now, for the next clip we're going to get into, uh, I think we should talk about Mia Brooks. She's the first female to do a flat cab 1260, from what I understand. Not a double cork. Anna Gasser's done those. But she goes absolutely Richter scale on a cab 12. I think that's an Audi 9. So what do you, what Shit, do you that Audi 9 setup. Let's talk about that. Wow, perfectly manicured. That is just amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shout out to the Audi 9's park crew. That's like a work of art there is what that is. Now, let's keep moving through some clips. So one of my favorite I've seen on the internet is Brandon Reese. He's been killing it in his backyard. He basically set up a pole jam corrugated up to a tree. He swings around the entire tree and then goes back down the corrugated like uh, freaking rope swing Johnson over here. <laughs> Leave Good it to him to be able to fun. film a video part of his house every all year long, basically. Yeah, he's got the baby sleeping. He's probably got the baby monitor next to him, and he's going tree wraparound rodeo clown on that. Awesome clip. Major shout-out to Reese. And then uh, one thing we definitely got to talk about was one of my favorites, and I think you were there for this one, Mikey, is J.P. Walker's McTwist. Yep. He's been under the radar. You were there for the session, right, Mike? Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean – classic jp he's got you know you, you could basically put him in any clothes on any board and i could tell you that was jp walker that's his style completely timeless he's been a little under the radar so it's so good to see him back out in the mix launching mickeys yep uh and then we got to talk about henna uh henna took a crazy bail at the last contest we were at oh we actually don't have that clip um, so we're going to get into John Jay's GoPro clips. Oof. 
John Jay was going absolutely psychotic. Watch this finger he launches, just going to the parking lot. Yeah, John Jay, I mean, he consistently, I've been around a lot of pro riders that are, you know, I consider to be super gnarly, and they always comment on, oh, I was just with John Jay, and he blew my mind. Mm-hmm. It's like he's everything he's shocked up to be. I also love the, I don't know if it's on this roll, but where he does the frontside three through the tree. Oh, that was it's unbelievable. Yeah, you know what's crazy about GoPro clips? Like whenever you film one, it, you watch it and you're like, it felt climactic, but the mm-hmm. clip isn't climactic. Mm-hmm. So if the clip is climactic, you know you're doing something psychotic. Yeah. Well, that that pretty much covers our heater clips. We just kind of wanted to run through some of our favorite things on the internet. And now I think we should talk about Rider of the Year. Mm-hmm. Now, first, we should start off with Zoe because she won both uh, Slush Rider of the Year and Torment. Now, uh, Mikey, what do you think about Zoe? I mean, what's not to love? I mean, she, her style is incredible. She seems to do a little bit of everything, and I just I'm blown away. Like I, uh, I've had you know some rider crushes before. Not you know, it's just like one of the best athletes I think we've ever seen, male or female. That's just dominating. Her style is perfect. She does amazing tricks, and uh, yeah, nothing not to love. She's young too. How old is she? Anyone know? Uh, I do not know. I would say like around 20. Yeah, yeah, just imagine what we're going to see in the years to come from her. It's just yeah. going to be outrageous. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd like to think she's going to go on about a 10 year run of domination. And she, you'd think she won all the, she did great in all the slope style contests, big air contests. Then she went to natural selection, won that, which is usually takes riders years to get their powder legs. And my favorite thing about Zoe is, is her style is incredible you watch her do a switchboard slide 270 off of an up rail or something she's like stalling it out poking it mm-hmm. landing with authority uh she's definitely about to go on a decade long run of of destruction so yeah i also love like at the x games when she won the last x games how she sent it like halfway down the landing and just stomped and i was like really impressed i think my my knees might have exploded her olympic sure. her olympic winning That's run so she sick. did a back 10 and landed like three quarters of the way down the yeah. lane it was, it was unreal amazing. Um, so that's that's covers the the roadie for for female and then for male we had an interesting one because jed won the torment one and then spencer won slush now do you do you have any thoughts on this mikey yeah, I mean, I voted for both of these people, and in both cases, when I was casting my vote, I was so torn. Like, I typically am like, I know exactly what I want to do here, and I really had to just kind of flip a coin. I mean, Jed went out and filmed an insane amount of footage. To me, go- Jed is my goat of handrails of all time. He's, like, my favorite rail rider, And then, but the Spencer part was a piece of art and i think that's why i actually voted i'm gonna you know tell you i voted for spencer for slush and jed for torment because spencer had already won i figured like spread the love a little bit but i do think spencer's part was like an like a song like he really put together a, a beautiful song and it's just so well edited the music's is amazing and uh and then jed you know, he's just been dominant. So I was happy to see him both win. I think they're both incredible. Now, you got to film a lot with Spenny. Is he living up to his name or what? I mean, he, 
yeah i mean i'm blown away by just i mean i'm i'm i've seen a lot of things go down over the years and he just rolls up to spots that i would never even consider and it's just like not even a second thought so yeah amazing so i got a couple things on this too because there's there's a couple factors you have you have Jed, who, you know, I, I'm with you. It's, it's so awesome, and he finally won Rider of the Year. Yeah, Because amazing. he's been due for a long time. Yeah. And he filmed everything in basically one winter and then went back in the fall and filmed <laughs> filmed three video parts. Totally, yeah. And I, the thing I like about Jed is that he filmed three video parts in one year. He also rode backcountry. He had backcountry mm-hmm. shots and street shots. Mm-hmm. And um, I really am, am stoked for Jed in, in that regard, and it just makes me happy to – to see that that he got it and i think that i don't know if this is you know speculation but i know adidas might have like some type of crazy bonus for these guys cool uh so i think he there might be some motivation there i, I don't want to speak that's that's unconfirmed but uh kind of interesting stuff if he was going for that big bonus and then spencer his part was filmed over two years and he was willing to die for it right like, you know he Incredible. on his ender rail that's a lifetime <laughs> achievement award yep. situation where he gave his insurance card yep. to to the, the boys and said if i go to the hospital here's my insurance information i'm willing to die yeah. for this and yeah like, i had that exact same combo with people They're like why didn't you this or that i'm like it's the video i mean the last shot he the rest is flawless but the last shot i mean maybe i'm old school but like if you're not putting it on the line to potentially kill yourself i'm sorry Totally. This is what it is. I bet a lot of people don't know that you guys go through that, that you're actually ready to put it all on the line. Yeah. That's incredible and yeah. just yeah. is a testament to yeah. what athletes you guys all yeah. are. I also wanted to add one thing about what you were saying about Jed. I think maybe people do or don't know this, but um, I mean, I've been, he's a prodigy. Like he was like winning, he was like 12 when he really started going and then he went and won the half pipe and the jeans and like, he got dropped and came back. He's the boxer that literally got knocked out and kicked out of the league and kept coming back and back and back. And I feel like I wouldn't say there was a chip on the shoulder, but he just like I'm so happy to see him completely in love with snowboarding and willing to like now admit that and really go get it too. Because mm-hmm. I think for a while he got booted so many times he was just like, why? Why can't I just want to do this? And I, he was getting you know unsupported continually. And it's so cool he has brands supporting him now, and he feels comfortable, and he's, like, all in. Totally, and it's, he, he, he loves snowboarding again, yeah. and that's one of the cool yeah. things. Like, he came out to Bombhole Cup, and he was riding with all the squad. I don't think yeah. the Jed four years ago you'd see mm-hmm. out there maybe riding in Bombhole Cup, mm-hmm. and and it seems like he, he loves it, and he just he looks – he just – looks right on a snowboard there's people that just look right on a snowboard and, and jed is one of those few people <laughs> yeah for yeah sure. thank goodness he came back to us right yeah for so sure. um one thing we should get into i think our next topic is a is a favorite of of the listeners uh and the viewers if you're unfamiliar it's called bnn buds's yeah. news network and he's going to take you through some hard-hitting topics here we go welcome to bnn buds's news network Welcome. Okay, buds. Let's go. Welcome to BNN. So the first topic, a Florida man went out to a club and uh, bought some meth. He got home. (laughs) (laughs) He got home, though, and he's thinking, this meth seems a little weird. I'm not quite sure. Maybe he had a weird smell. I don't know. So he calls 911 and... uh, Asked the police to come and do a check to make sure that the drugs are real. Police showed up, 
test his drugs and carted him off to jail. <laughs> wow, only in Florida. Only in Florida, right? So uh, this next one, a company in Europe, in the UK actually, has uh, released a masturbation pod for their employees. It's called the uh, Whack Pod. And it's actually uh, every employee wow. gets 30 minutes uh, once a week with it. And it's equipped with VR to take you up a notch. And uh, they're saying that it's making much more relaxed employees and much more create creative employees. And uh, everyone's just a lot happier. And uh, luckily, or hopefully, it'll stop people like this next guy in China who got caught on CCTV actually trying to make love to a house. And this is real right here, as you can see. Is that a PVC pipe? That wow. is, uh, yeah, it's unconfirmed whether it's metal or plastic. But wow. he actually, for a second, looks up at the camera on CCTV, as you can see, and uh, he just doesn't care. He is making love to this house. Sweet, sweet love. <laughs> wow. So we talked on the last BN or maybe a couple BNNs ago about the 90-day fiancé who uh, was jarring her farts. Wow. And selling them for a pretty good amount of money. She uh, couldn't keep up with the uh, the flatulence she needed to fill the jars. The so demand. she actually was hospitalized for eating too many beans and eggs. The first day alone, apparently, she made $200,000. And uh, the demand was coming in too quick. So all she was doing was eating beans after wow. beans, every type of bean and eggs. And she thought she was having a heart attack. And they carted her off, and it was just too much gas buildup. Wow. Um, which, in more flatulence and poop news, in the East Coast, there's the case of the mad pooper. This lady was running around neighborhoods and defecating in people's yards. I heard yards. about her. Yeah, I heard she about was, her. She was just uh, anywhere she had to go, and apparently she would do this every run. She would just drop trowel, poop mm -hmm. on people's yards. And uh, they still have not caught the mad pooper. And in the last bit of flatulence news, last Friday, April 8th, was Dog Farting Awareness Day. And this is a real holiday. And uh, apparently it's just to keep your dogs on a healthy schedule. If, you're, if, their hearts, if their farts are healthy, then you know your dog is healthy. Mm -hmm. So uh, next year, let's be sure to recognize this holiday. Um, we also talked about a bit on this show Mike Tyson. And I want to give a props to him for his creativity. He has a new weed gummy that's a bitten ear. And uh, <laughs> what, what's funny about this, they had to actually pull these off Colorado shelves because they were worried kids were going to eat them. Because uh, it looks, you can't sell animals or human gummies. And so uh, Mike Tyson's going to have to rethink this one for uh, I love Colorado. I love the thought, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Mike's making something like 500000 a month profits on his uh, weed gummies That's right awesome. now. So things are working for him. We also talked on my last episode about the Pokemon cards going for. Uh, a lot of money online is a new flex. Logan Paul joined WrestleMania, and instead of wearing a gold chain, he wore a $5 million Pokemon card around his neck. Wow. True boss status right there. Um, Dyson. You've heard of uh, Dyson when you when – you, uh, the vacuum cleaner and, and the, the air purification. They have a new headphone that came out that everyone thought was an April Fool's Day joke. And it actually purifies your air as well as uh, gives you music on the headphones. And it's often as art imitates life. 
To me, it looks like uh, a superhero costume, as we'll see in this next frame yeah. of Bane. That's exactly what it reminds me of. It does look of. like Bane. Yeah, who's going to rock that out in the streets, too, right? <laughs> I can see Caleb Flowers like hitting a handrail now. Yeah, that could yeah that. actually, that could be some new hipster. <laughs> Keep your uh, pure. Actually, I guess with all the flatulence we talked about, <laughs> you're going to have no problem right there with this Dyson. It's called The Zone. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to check your dog properly, though. Yeah, true. You you're won't know if those farts are healthy, mm -hmm. huh? Nope. Yeah, and that is BNN. Wow, great work, <laughs> buds. Great work. Digging up that news that I guess most people don't see that I look for every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Should we play the intro again just to wrap it up and make it seem official, Kyle? What do you think? Yeah, let's play the intro. Welcome to BNN, Buds' News Network. We should have had a little story. Yeah, we're going to throw him right next to Mikey. So, he, so uh, Russ, come, yeah. come, come talk into this microphone next to Mikey here. Yep. We happen to have Russell I'm short Winfield. Special guest. Special right. guest. I don't know where I'm looking. You're, yeah, you're, that's your camera over there. Oh, that guy. Russ. Yes. We're going to do, do an impromptu interview with okay. Russell Winfield here. Sweet. Now, Russ, how was uh, the event you just had at Big Bear? AS was fantastic. It was uh, something that I've always wanted to do. And just bring all of the cultures and all of the vibe and all of the things that brought us all together to snowboard to more than just our community. You know, um, I, I'd like to expand the community from outside the community, bring new people in and show them how cool it is. And I think uh, it was a, a success. Got to thank Bear Mountain, Fat Tire, Ride Snowboards, Arcteryx. 92.3 in L.A. I mean, and the list goes on, and I know I'm forgetting you guys, some of you, but... Who showed sorry. up? There were some, some heavy hitters there, too. Oh, there was a lot of heavy hitters. There was, uh, let's say, like... Uh, O.T. O.T. Genesis showed up. Oh, sick. Ivan Jasper, who is one of uh, Virgil's great buddies. Willie Wood, who owns Oyster Expeditions. Uh, Chris Gibbs, who owns Union. It was, I mean... Bunch of like uh, Deshaun Jordan, yeah. Zion showed up. Uh, Ryan Townley showed up. Trevor Andrew. Trevor Andrew showed up. Gutiba Jefferson showed up. Andrew James Peters showed up. It snapped, bro. It was crazy. Like just and everybody was so happy and had so much fun. Um, it was uh, it was a treat. How did you come up with the name? Uh, well. I did a trip last year with Virgil, the first time we got to actually physically hang out, and uh, Dahani Jones, and Corey Lake, and Dave Sipanuski, and Tim Swart, and uh, we were all sitting up at Powderbirds, and we were watching The Natural Selection, and uh, I looked around, and I looked at Virgil, and I said, that might be The Natural Selection, but this is the Afro Selection. <laughs> <laughs> so uh i didn't really want to call my movement the afro selection because it's kind of like takes a lot of people out of the movement and i'm all about everybody so i changed it to as which is short you know it's like afro and selection i just spelt it a little funky so that you know i'll put a little swagoolie in there well, that's a, a great, great story there, yeah. behind the name love that that's beautiful <laughs> amazing well what are you doing out here right now uh playing some music with Michael, you know, I come out here a lot, um, and Camp K2, which is a big thing that K2 Sports is doing, uh, asked Mikey and I if we would uh, play some music, and we graciously accepted for a nominal fee. 
<laughs> no, no, no. Where no, can no. we We're, see you play? You guys can. It's, it's private. It's, oh, private. K2, it's K2 private. K2 only. Well, Russell, dude, thank you so much for the quick interview. We're gonna we're gonna hop in with Mikey. We Perfect. got some stuff to cover, but we had to drag you in while you're. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Studio. And all you guys in the back that are actually doing the work. Thank you. <laughs> Just talking to Jules and Kyle right there who are making this happen. <laughs> the only thing I could add about toward, actually go way towards me. You okay. want to go to the you know, right here? Yeah, that's good. And then adjust your mic. All right. The only thing I want to add about Russ's event, the way I would describe it, it was good and evil. That's what I kind of came away. So many good things the only, and lots of you know extracurricular activities that people got into the whole weekend. It was <laughs> a blast. And, uh, yeah, the only bummer was that it was same exact weekend of the Bombhole Cup. Kind of Let's coordinate next year yeah. and, like, combine forces because I think – both of you, both events were just amazing community gatherings. It's just amazing times. So. We just need to get them on different days yeah. than each other, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll work that we'll out. We'll figure it out. So we're going to do a quick check-in with Mikey, but before I want to let you guys know, we're going to take calls and probably, I, I don't know, we'll probably chat for 10, 10, 15 minutes here with Mikey. And as soon as we're done taking uh, talking with Mikey, we're going to be taking calls. So uh, that being said, though, Mikey, I've heard uh, through the grapevine you maybe have been filming some clips this year. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've seen proof. <laughs> what? Yeah, I was I was hanging you out with. Uh, well, actually, maybe lived a little bit, but I was hanging out with Justin Meyer, and he hadn't mm. erased a card, and I got a full leak. Uh oh. And it I was think that impressive. was actually Mike Boggs. Oh, Pretty sure yeah. it was Mike See, Boggs footage. Oh, he must have transferred. He's doing it. a Louis Vito where he's kind of dodging <laughs> the topic. Mike I Boggs. Love it. I love it. Oh, AKA, Mike. just for the listeners, if you don't know who Mike Boggs is, he's my favorite snowboarder at the moment. Great human, ripping guy. Ripping human. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, I've been filming a little bit, and it's been a blast. So I don't want to go too far into it, but yes, it's been really fun, and I was describing to Mike Rav yesterday, he was asking me a little bit about it, and I was like, look, uh, it feels like being an amateur again, like coming back, learning the learning the process. Of course, I can. it's sort of like riding a bike, you get back in, but... It, yeah, long story short, the best part about it is just being back out with a crew and homies and friends and a little bit of travel and just it's been, uh, you know, also coming out of COVID and not seeing so many people like immersing myself in something that I love so much has been pretty much everything. <laughs> I love that. Now, you yeah. were talking about some interesting stuff about how. You have been changing your stance stances yeah. according to spot. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's something. It's funny. I used to work in a rental shop in uh, Breckenridge back in the day, Island Water Sports, in early '90s. And I remember Moro at the time had these rental boards, and the bindings had a little latch you could turn and change the stance. I was like, well, they're really bulky and weird and kind of crappy, but I was like, that's pretty cool. And anyway, this year, a couple times we were going out, and I, you know, I, I was thinking of doing a switch ollie at this spot. And I kind of strapped in, kind of visualizing it before, and I was like, ah, oh, it just feels weird. Like, ollieing feels weird. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to change my angles to you know, thinking about skateboarding. When you go to do a switch ollie, you, you don't point your feet that way. You point them the way you want to go. So I just switched my bindings and did some ollies that felt right. And it, I'm going to probably do that. Not for every day on the mountain, but if there's like a spot, which is often people go to a spot, like if it's a shot you really want, you know what you want to get. So I'm going to keep playing around with it. I like it. Amazing. So, yeah. so I'll tell you what. I tried Posy Posy at the Bomb Hole Cup. Not a fan. 
<laughs> just yeah. felt wrong for me. I don't know the way my knees are built. Or you were flying though, dog. Just, no. just you, felt. You know, kid was hauling. Oh, yeah. It just wasn't backing it. I have another weird thing about sinuses too, because yeah. I mean, I rolled in my most of my career. I rolled pretty much a zero on my front foot and a negative eighteen on my back foot. Wow. And I started doing that because I hurt my MCL and it just felt right. But what I also notice is that, like, in my current theories, I just went opposite. For about the last year, I've been running, like, 3 and 18 on the front. My crappy theory, which I think J2 would love or hate, I'm not sure, is that my body got all these impacts that way, and now I'm bringing it back the other way. I'm trying to even myself out. Oh, you're balancing your, your yeah. body out. Twos love would that. love that because yeah. he always said that his body shrunk <laughs> over the years after all the uh, jumps to flat. Mm -hmm. He got shorter For and sure. shorter and For shorter. Sure. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about stances, Chris? I think do you play awesome. around? You know, or you like... It's an interesting one because I have like my paddle board has a little more on the front foot, but I also like when switch looks really switch. Like right. I like when your shoulders yep. are back. And so if yeah, I, was, okay. I think about opening up my stance for a switch stance, it wouldn't look switch. You, right. Your shoulders would be open. But what about the shape of the board? I ride like a, like a weird shaped so board. So it's obviously switch because yeah. your board is yeah. clearly yeah, directional. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. That makes sense. Now, I want to talk about another thing, Mikey. You know, you're, you're on the older side of people in the industry, right? And so um, you've been a marquee pro for a long time. <laughs> And and how do you feel as though like the industry? Do you think they do a good job taking care of the people that have paved the way before them? Where are we at with with brands taking care of people that have inspired generations? Um, I mean, I think we're starting to see it. I mean, the guy just sitting in the hot seat, Russ, is a great example. I mean, he's I think he's older than me. And, you know, Ride gave him an opportunity. K2 Sports, there's brands like Arcteryx picking him up. I know Kevin got picked up by Capita and supporting there. So Kevin I think Jones. it's yep. I think it's starting to happen. Um, you know, for me, I'm a working man. I have a full-time job with Holden. I'm doing that and I get taken care of where I can, you know, get gear. I can often, you know, get free lift tickets if I want to and so I feel okay with it, but I do think we're a few years behind or maybe quite a few years behind. Skateboarding has done a really good job. But I think it's not all on snowboarder brands because a lot of the snowboarders leave, like the pro snowboarders that I've seen, very few, maybe there's some exceptions like a Chad Otterstrom or people that have chosen a career. But if you look at skate, like guys like Andrew Reynolds, they own brands. They stayed in it. They kept skating. And there's a lot more uh, of that in skateboarding. Surfing, I'm not as aware of. I don't know if you guys know more about surfing mm -hmm. and whether that really happens. But I think we're starting to see it. And I think it has to do with, like, it's a, it's a two-way street. Like, did the person stay involved and, like, really support snowboarding and really keep in it? You know, there's good and bad examples of that. So I think, I think there may be more of that support coming because I think brands, if they aren't realizing it, it's like you know rides you know got a 30 year anniversary coming up burton's probably what like even older than that 40 years so there's a 40 year old customer that probably still snowboards absolutely. and do they want to keep up with a 16 to 21 year old absolutely not and do those people buy product absolutely so who's speaking to them mm -hmm. i think there's brands that have spoken to that older customer and had extreme success like a jones snowboards or some of those brands that have really pushed that older customer. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think you nailed it on the head with that because when we were young, it, target market was what? 
12 to yeah. 18 at yeah. best, you know, and now we've grown up with it. And so there's a whole group of people like us in their 40s and older, mm-hmm. and they're all buying products and they're not looking at that 18 mm-hmm. year old and they're not looking at people that can do three corks or mm-hmm. even 270s, cap 270s on rails. You know, they're looking at people like Kevin Jones and split borders and you're going to actually be setting that, that uh, street street rider that's 40 you're going to be setting a whole new pace for them i guess and creating that customer yeah Yeah, i mean you look at like chad and look at bjorn and some of these guys they're almost my age a couple years younger they never stopped they kept going and pushing there's guys like chris coulter that now guides in ak and they found this career and they have the support of the brands i don't know if it's at the same level financially but they also stayed in love with and in touch with like if you're getting bitter because you got cut and left and just, you know, don't snowboard anymore because, I mean, it's kind of you've lost the reason to be able to talk about that. You know what I mean? If you're in it and you love it, um, maybe you won't get paid, but there's probably a place for you if you really love it. So I think there's all kinds of levels of support. Well said. Uh, I think also, too, being uh, somebody that's – I've gone on tour a bunch uh, with 32 with J.P. Walker. Yeah. you know, prime example, like you might be with a bunch of the the hottest <laughs> young kids yeah. that are, you know, quote unquote, the shit with their yeah. video part. And there is a line a mile long for people to meet J.P. Walker. Yeah. And and it's it's definitely like I, I think that's a really good point of like not all snowboarders are, you know, 12 to 20 years old. Mm-hmm. There is this huge market of people that work regular jobs that are, that are middle aged that. I go to Brighton with Mikey and, you know, in the parking lot, there's people that are very, 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 very excited to meet Mikey. Mm. And and they might not have a single clue who, you know, Tommy Gesme is or who I, that was the first name that came to mind. But the young the younger generation that's absolutely destroying the dust box kid, right. per se, which obviously needs to be supported. But sure. I do love seeing the brands that keep the the Josh Dirksons and the Bjorn mm-hmm. Linuses yep. and the Kevin Jones, the, the juggernauts of your generation yeah. still around. You know, I think, I that's, think that's really well said. And one thing I do love, I mean, I was, my career was based around progression. At least I tried to progress and I'm a huge fan of it. I never want to see that be at the very top of any sport. I mean, if you look at any professional sport, it's always about like who is pushing the hardest. I think that's super important. Um, but that said, I my whole career being based around progression, I don't know if it's the same with you because you also had kind of fun with your career. But I think one of the things, and I always talk about it with younger riders, um, is what's your lane? If you're just a really, really talented snowboarder and you've got a bunch of tricks but no extra, like I think you're going to lose some people. So I think even the younger kids that are on that progression lane, like there's five things that people remember really about my career and three of them are comedy probably the same with you yeah totally. like crap for me when i think of you one of my favorite things is you jumping the stuff in your backyard like that's the stuff that like always stood out to me and i would actually tell my holden riders like do do a little bit of what he's doing over here he gets it you know what i mean so i don't know i'm kind of on a tangent there, no I, I think, think that i'd love to add to that too yeah. because i i think there's also inversely you see the rider that is maybe the one of the best snowboarders in the world and technically better than everybody mm-hmm. doing the most progressive tricks but people aren't necessarily interested in them and you and and then you take somebody who, like i would say myself not as talented not as good of a rider but being a complete dumbass yeah. jumping a golf cart yeah you know being a complete idiot entertaining people mm-hmm. and and i think that 
uh, generally humans like to latch on to, to personalities. And some yeah. people's personality is that they're just good. Right. And, and somebody like myself is like, well, I got to make them laugh because I'm fucking struggling <laughs> to get a clip here. Yeah. So it, I it's, mean, it's a bit of both, right? Totally. So. Yep. But it's just smart making yourselves marketable, too. Yeah. The bottom line is, though, our sport's maturing, too. and it's a beautiful thing. And yeah. it's paving the way for older pros to yeah. stay around, and it's yeah. awesome. It's so good to see. Well, I yeah. got I got a good sidebar uh, <laughs> I want to ask you about. So I was with Jeremy Jones. He hit this spot in Minnesota. Somebody in the Impaler's video had already done. It was an ABD, super gnarly, and uh, Jeremy had a good quote. He's like, you know, dude, all, all ABD is a reset at age 40. <laughs> He's like, when you turn 40, come talk to me and hit yeah. this spot, and I think that that's a good, a good approach. Our already been done tricks, reset at age 40. What are your I thoughts? I mean, you, I, it's funny, because you, I, when was that, was that in the last show? Because I've had like four people this week actually. Say, I mentioned that in a show. I mentioned yeah. that. Yeah, I, I forget we which show about it was. after yeah. the trip. Yeah, yeah. I've had but like it's three true, or I four think, people right? bring it up this week. So I have. To, I've actually thought about it. I have mixed emotions because one, ABD, like, are you are you trying to film a video part or, or are you trying to just go have fun? And if you're trying to film a video part, even if you're over forty, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I think you kind of got to step it up or step find a new spot if you want it in a video part that would be actually my thing but if you're just out there having fun with the homies if it's a homie video you're not trying to like do that that's kind of my take i'm a little harder edged on it i'm kind of like so ah, you kind of have to send it Let's you gotta go. send it if you're gonna be playing in the sports feels like being like you know tom brady's what 40, 40 plus is he 41 i think saying hey don't hit me as hard as the other guys because you know i don't know it's tough. I'm just it's tough. It's a good, compar it's a good <laughs> yeah. comparison. I like it. Yeah, I like it. That's good. Yeah. I think when we were at that spot with Jeremy, we weren't sure at the time what yeah. had gone down. Yeah. I might even been the one that said that to yeah. him. Well, I'm about saying being I mean, 40. Jeremy's gnarly. Like I was out with him a few times this year, and like he, I mean, it, it reminded me because I actually hadn't been in the streets with him in like 15 years, maybe, and I. <clears throat> Was you know like you're like you would for an older home. You're like, do you really want to do that? And then I'm like, always remember. Then I was quickly remembering that he was like the king of either first try or die, like off every jump, every rail. So I mean, yeah. Let me ask you this: How is your body feeling after a hard session in the streets comparatively? <laughs> this bet, I'm good. Like I actually, you're feel doing it right. Yeah, huh? I'm doing it less. I mean, typically, if I was filming a video part like 20 years ago, it was like every day, like you're lifting your leg into the car to get into the rental van um, just to like move. So I was filming less. So I think that's part of it. But also just I'm eating healthier. I'm not getting drunk every night. I think yeah. there's a lot of things that you like learn as you get older. And uh, I think, you know, taking care of your body, exercising regularly, really eating correct has helped too. So. A lot of stretching or what? Nope. No, I'm, I'm on the J2 camp. Anti-stretch. What's J2's famous quote? I Stone. can't remember. I, <laughs> stiff and pissed. Stiff and pissed. Yes. I will stretch something <laughs> out if it's like really stiff, like it just needs a little, and that's it. Maybe actually switch to the CBD. I'll try CBD spray first, and then ice, and then if it has to have to stretch. But I'm all about the See, stiff and pissed. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna in the winter. I'm gonna weigh in on this with Mikey. I think that Mikey, I, I'm a big anti-stretching for you i think you should <laughs> for at, at all costs not stretch because when you w look at your snowboarding it yeah, embodies 
like I don't, anger. I can't yeah. tweet. Like I want to fucking tweet. fly off this thing and land in the parking <laughs> That's lot. True. So and you need true. to be kind of like angry and tense, <laughs> yeah. and like and then and then fly off the thing. We don't want to see you loose and limber like Nicholas Mueller. That's we want to see you angry. Those guys stiff and pissed. Stiff and pissed. We want to see you stiff and pissed. I could never. I mean, I can't even like. I think I did my first tail grab in like 20 years a couple weekends ago. Um, because I am stiff and pissed. That's <laughs> hard to hard to reach the tail. But, yeah. No, I agree. I think there's different types. And I actually do a lot of yoga in the summers. Stop like doing that. Keep, stop doing keep that. Doing that. But <laughs> in the winter, as soon as the November comes around, it's all about like just about strength. Strength and muscling through it. And huh? anger. For sure. Stiff yeah, I only pissed. eat red meat in winter. That's it. <laughs> it's it's jerky all beef jerky. All actually. beef jerky. Yeah. Okay, again, wow. we're, we're probably going to be taking calls here, and I'd say, I don't know, 5, 10. How long have we been going? Do you guys have any idea? What, what's... 536. So, we, so we've been going for 36 minutes? Okay, so we got we still got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, speaking of stiff and, and pissed, uh, actually, I want to circle back around for a second, but you talked about the whack pod earlier. Yes. Do you think we should get one of those for the bottom? I was wondering about that, how to see how you felt about that. I mean, Is if... it male and female? That's what I want to know. Is it, like, mixed? They or... didn't go into that. Okay. And I also wonder, like, how, who cleans that thing? I mean, <laughs> I that would be a horrible job. Like, yeah. what do they do? Yeah. And it, I don't know if you noticed, too, or if I just, if I said it. It actually comes with full VR goggles, too. Yeah. It's like state-of-the-art. Yeah. I mean, you're basically in the movie you're watching. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's yeah. talk to HR, see what they think. Uh, we'll talk to HR and get a, get a read on the whack pod. Um, let's talk about a couple famous Mikey LeBlanc clips. Uh-oh. Now, uh, anybody that's ever been to Brighton, uh, I know we're Utah Lokes, sorry. We talk about Utah stuff a lot. But there is an iconic Switchback 180 from, I believe, Brainstorm, where you ride for a long time, you 180 before, and then you switch back 180 over the log to dead flat. <laughs> Dude, how are the knees feeling on that one, Mikey? Great. And props to Seth Hewitt. He filmed the follow cam. Whitey had the front angle. Maybe Shane was there, too. But, yeah, we were basically – it was the last day of the year. And what I love about this is we were in Molly Green's having a Guinness, maybe two. Looked out the window and we're like, oh, that looks, I needed a shot. It's like, let's just throw some snow on the landing and go for it. So, yeah, it didn't hurt at all. Not something you planned like a week before or anything. It was just no. two Guinnesses deep. Let's, let's this do this. Just kind of a. Now, did you Ollie year. at first? I think I might have straight all of you at first and then I just went for that one. And you got, it's hard to see because it's a small clip, but I know you were wearing giant aviators on the yeah, right away. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Those things were hitting. That's the steez. Um, no, I think that was the middle of the part, and I really loved it because it kind of like the music turned off and it yeah. kicked into like a different song. But you know how it is when you're putting together a part. You probably have done the same thing when you write down. And it was sort of like an empty space. It was like, how do we connect this? And this was... Kind of the missing link, which I was psyched on. One thing we should talk about, too, is in regards to, you know, people jumping off of stuff. A lot of times you see giant landings these days. And people will take a bobcat or whatever. (laughs) And if you look at this clip, you're landing basically on pavement. Yeah. Now, what is your thoughts? uh, What's the logic behind the flat landing? I mean, you know, we're always – a lot of street is emulating skateboarding. And you don't see skateboarders landing on a big ramp. So that's my thought. I mean, it's cool. If you want to land on a ramp, go for it because actually I don't care. But that's the way I like to do it because I think it's, uh, you know, Jamie Thomas didn't build a big ramp when he was going for the uh, leap of faith, et cetera, et cetera. It's all about speed for you too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the physics sure. of it. Yeah, physics. Go out. Um, go out. 
Chris, you might not remember this, but do you remember X Games Real Snow? You hit that thing. Yeah, did you try to double oh, back? Lights yeah. out. Yeah, that unfortunately. was unfortunately. Yeah, that was so I went there I, inspired by this line. I, I don't know this clip never saw the light of day, might have saw Instagram, but I went there, I had this line uh envisioned. So I went there uh on Sundays they don't have night skiing. So we went there on Sunday and I actually did put a big landing because I built more of a jump where you jam off the log and I tried to do a double backflip. That's really hard. And so I came in a line, I think Meyer filmed it where I did tail press the steel bar. Ollied over something, and then I punched a cone. I wanted it to have that <laughs> anger. So Sick. I punched a cone on the way in, and then I actually only did one warm-up straight air. I was so jacked up and overconfident that I didn't even lay out one back here. I went straight to double, and what happened was I, I kind of overshot the landing and under-rotated my flip, and I hit the ground, wow. and it was pure ice, and I that was my first uh, severe, severe concussion. That's why wow. I didn't know if and, you remembered and, it or and, not. And uh, basically I was, I was like throwing up on the way down the hill. Oh. It was it was bad. it was the start of a, a chain of uh, concussions for me that that was not good. That's but insane. That's but, a quick double backy too. Off yeah, of that. I actually, what happens? I just didn't get the pop. I was going too fast, mm -hmm. so I didn't get the snap off the mm -hmm. tail. Whereas if I was it was going a little bit slower and more controlled, I could have gotten the snap off the tail and got the flip around. But uh, you live and you learn. I think he was just too excited. I was really. too excited. I was so yeah. I was like, oh, I did one straight air. I was like, oh, I got this. Yeah. Is this in December? Like, is it was that, way early. I don't. I don't. This wasn't real snow year. This is the year before. It's May uh, Day year. It was May, May Day, Day year. Yep. But it was early. Yeah, crazy. So anyway, yeah, you win some, you lose some. We got another clip we got to talk about, which is the infamous Mikey LeBlanc Ollie Beef over the shoulder at uh, <laughs> where is this Big Bear? Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jeffy Kink. Jeffy Kink and Big Bear. Middle I, school. I heard there's a wives' tale where you you're biting a, a piece of clothing yeah, or, something? I or a telephone book. I have so, uh, <laughs> as Spencer would say, pro tip: if you're gonna do a big ollie and land flat, your teeth, and, well, concussions. Number one, the compression of hitting that hard, you get these light concussions. So I always would run a mouth guard if I would remember it, but I forgot it this day. So we just cut up a piece of my t-shirt and just bit on it for the landing and it really helps i mean it really can save your teeth from shattering which i've also done and it can save you from getting a light concussion yeah you get concussions from your teeth Concuss, yeah. yeah yeah and your jaw clacking together so yeah so dude if you look at you riding away the long lens it looks like do you know how tall it is it looks like it's like it's 40 feet tall it's pretty big it's, i have no idea yeah. it's <laughs> tall but the thing that i think it's long. It's too, definitely right? the biggest one I ever did. But yeah, the steps you can see are really long too. And then there's a, a long, like probably like an eight foot long flat kink in the middle, which is usually when this thing gets shot, it's kind of hard to shoot because there's trees from the side. Meyer's wide angle looks cool from the side. You can kind of see the length of it. But um, like I saw footage of some kid trying to front board it like the other day, and it really looks just like a normal kink. But it's a super long and steep, pretty steep rail. Mm -hmm. I think it's 44 stairs. 22, flat 22? Yeah, but long long stairs, you know. Was that a cover? No. King Snow. A, King Snow cover. Oh, yeah, King Snow yeah. cover. You signed it yeah. in my office. King Snow cover. You know what? You signed it, and you said, uh, Grendy's always do dumb shit, and I live by that. <laughs> yeah. It's the I best advice I've ever gotten. <laughs> Great yeah. words to that live was fun. by. The best part about this for, for me, honestly, was, uh, well, yeah, really was the hangout after. It, it was during an Ashbury demo, and there's probably like, you know, 30 or 40 of our homies and some of the best snowboarders. I mean, in that footage, it's, you know, really kind of like Lewiff is there, Jed's there, all the current. Jake kind of OE, Jake OE, LMP. LMP. Uh, yep. There was uh, Keegan Velika. Keegan, in there. yeah, all the homies. 
Johnny well, Miller is the one that eats Bradshaw shit. hanging out? I don't think he was there. It's pretty Bradshaw of him to yeah. do that. Well, uh, one last thing we're going to talk about before we dig into calls. Again, the calls are 385-376-3843. We're going to take those in about five minutes. Right before we get into that, we got to do a quick resi talk, though. Okay. So um, first things first, one of the notable resis I saw, Maddie Moe and Lauren sent me their cat. Uh, so uh, the cat, uh, his name is, oh, he's a place for the jazz. I'm blowing it, the, the name of the cat. Um, shit, I forget his name. Anyway, legendary cat. Cat in a hat. Re- legendary resi. And then the second one we got is Pat Fava is just, this is the most unbelievable resi I've ever seen. I almost thought this was Photoshopped yeah, at yeah, first. Yeah, it looks Photoshopped. Yeah, what do you think about that thing, Buds? I think there might be some resi stuffing going on, mm-hmm. but when you're going that high, I mean, how else are you going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. This is a great hat. Great That's hat. Great I would like to hat. know who makes this hat. Yes. I would like to. We should sell this hat on yes. our site if we can get our hands on it and maybe kind of recreate it. That reminds me of like a Dr. Seuss kind of Yeah, it yes. does, right? <laughs> yep. Pat like, in the hat. Mm-hmm. Pat in the hat. There it is. Mm-hmm. We'd like to remove that thing on top, though. We'd like it. to get rid of those, and yeah, then we'll go no Pat in the hat pro model. Can no we get an update make the hat striped? So so it's legit. Yeah. Dr. Seuss, yeah. Pat Fava, All Pat right. in the hat. Well, uh, we're going to work out some technical difficulties, but we're ready to take some calls. If you guys want to call in, uh, just keep it to a quick question, and we're going to try to run through your guys' questions as fast as we can. Uh, so, again, call 385 385- Three seven six three eight four three, and we'll be ready for you guys whenever you call. We might have technical difficulties. It's usually disaster, so uh, I hope so. I hope we do. You're just planning ahead. For yeah, <laughs> just like difficulties. I hope it all gets missed. Uh, so oh, we got a call coming. Three eight five. Here we go. Three seven six three eight four three. You can hear my voice. And we'll for be ready reason. for you guys whenever you call. We might they have technical up. difficulties. It's usually disaster, so. Uh, I'm hearing. Oh, I hope you do. You're just planning ahead. For yeah, just technical like. Difficulty. I hope it all gets. Now answer that. So, three eight five. Here we go. Three seven six three eight four three. You can hear my voice. And we'll be it's ready. It's all the voice. Yeah, the, the, basically, what's happening is they're just getting the the hole. So uh, no, it's just looping. Uh, you're just planning voice. ahead. Yeah, it's technical difficulties. It all gets. Now the greeting stops. <laughs> We're going to see if we can figure this out. We'll figure it out. So we it worked earlier in, pre, in trial and error. Of course it did. It always does. Of course it's not working now. You kind of got a frezzy going on right now. A frezzy? Yeah, front frezzy. Yeah. Front frezzy. Yeah. yeah. How's that frezzy looking, bud? Mm-hmm. <sighs> got to fix it. Hi, Viz. Mm-hmm. Hi, Viz. Austin Viz. Yeah, Austin get the frezzy fixed. All right, how how are the calls doing? Any any uh? They stopped coming in. There was a shitload of calls coming in, but we uh can't we can't hear anything on our end. So that's high viz. Mm-hmm. There it is. Now I'm hearing. Can you guys Austin hear me? Viz. Oh, here's somebody. Yeah, Austin get the resi fix. No, that's us talking, right? No. All right, how, how are the calls doing? Any, any, I can uh, hear somebody on the line. Coming in. Hello. Yeah, there was a shitload of calls coming in, but we uh, there is someone behind. Us. Well, we, we got to cut. The, we got to cut the calls so. because uh, basically it's a lag with the stream, so it's not gonna, the calls aren't going to work with the stream. So we're going to not be able to take any calls today. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll take some calls with people texted in. What do we have for questions, Jules? 
Absolutely not. <laughs> you wrote no that back. back. If you so, get me to the right jump and I'm pissed because it doesn't work, that's when it's going to happen again. What else we got, Jules? Ooh. Mark, when are we getting a Mark Frank or Sean Palmer episode? Uh, we would love to have either of them on. Yeah, Buds has been talking to Marco a little bit. Yeah, I think Marco. It's definitely uh, he's down. We just got to get him in town. Awesome. Oh, I got a good one. If we got time. Yeah, we got time. We, we don't have calls P- anymore. So PG or just kidding. Wouldn't, no, do that. <laughs> Wouldn't do that to you, Mark. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, one time I was in Japan with Mark Frank, and you know, believe it or not, I don't. I'm, I never. I'm not. I'm not a McDonald's guy, <laughs> but in Japan, sometimes you got to eat McDonald's just because you're just out there. And actually, the way they serve it looks exactly like the commercial. I don't know if you ever gotten a McDonald's burger. And you're like, it doesn't look anything like the commercial. But in Japan, they're like, it looks exactly. It looks perfect. Anyway, he got this fish sandwich, and. It he, the second he opened it in the the entire van van filled with this kind of rancid fish smell, and he we just he just ran with it and we're like oh man and like all day he would like take like he pull it out of his pocket in the car and we like and put it back in his pocket and then every once in a while we just take a bite and I think like six hours later we're at this rail spot outside he pulls it out of his pocket just. Smelling this hilarious fish sandwich, and he ate the whole thing. It was just like ridiculous, but he had to kind of had to be there, but it was like crying, laughing. For, it smelled for crazy. Days. I was there. Yeah, you were well. there. Yeah. It was amazing. And we were all pretty hungover, I oh remember, and that fish smell. Woo. I mean, what you kind Mark comes off. I think he's been goofy in some videos, but like if on a road trip with that dude, he is one of the funniest dudes in the world and also whenever you make if you made a joke or i make a joke like he'd always say this thing like that's so stupid <laughs> you try to make your joke not yeah. be as good as his <laughs> joke <laughs> he's the shit he's so so i'll good. never forget him though spreading apart the burger oh, bun it's so and amazing. then package it back up put it in his pocket so sick <laughs> maniac <laughs> What's your favorite memory of your career, Mikey? Somebody wants to know. Oh, my God. That is a That's hard question. a tough question. question. It's a loaded question. Big question. Favorite moment of my career. Oh. I mean, I honestly couldn't pick one. I mean, one of the most notable ones is getting a random phone call from uh, Whitey, you know, just one day. Like, hey, this is Whitey. I got your number. And, like, I'm a, you know, at the time the videos were, like, there was, like, two or three videos you'd want to be in. And that was pretty shocking. But I don't know. I mean, most memorable? There's too many. I'm sorry. It's been a long yeah. career. Yeah. Well, let's let's change gears. And I think we should talk about uh, some cool community events that have been happening. Yeah. Um, lately. Uh, first things first. I mean, we talked about Russell's event with Russ firsthand, which was awesome. But we went to one the other day, Dustbox Be Somebody. Yeah, that was sick. Uh, they they basically set up a kink rail at the the Delta Center or Vivint is what it's now called, and a bunch of hungry am kids went absolutely ballistic. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that, Mikey? I mean, it was exactly where you wanted to be. Like there was a bunch of, I rolled up and it was obviously an amazing scene. Cobra Dogs was there serving dogs. It was just. A beautiful spring day with these flowering trees and snowboarding. It was warm. I mean, in the crowd, you had, like, some of the best snowboarders in the world, but they were really letting the AMs, like, get after it. And then occasionally, like, Zeb jumped in there just because he wanted to snowboard. It was kind of like whoever 
wanted to get in there and rip. Caleb was up in there, but like really it was like a great stage for some of these young bucks to come out. And I, we were all exposed to some new kids that were ripping and the vibe was awesome. So, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I love the fact that it was on an actual street spot yeah. because as they dropped in, they basically like had to na- go through, go through, those, through those two pillars, which that is like a sick. real street spot. The rails wobbly, yeah. like a real street yeah. spot. So it was cool to see the the street dogs. You know, there's a lot of cool events happening in snowboarding. You know, you have natural selection. You have, you know, your dew tours, your X Games. You have bomb hole cups. You have Russell's event. There's there's just so much cool stuff. And then to have something for the street dogs, mm-hmm. uh, I thought was, was really cool. You know, some notable showings. Uh, I really liked watching Austin Viz. He yeah. was he was absolutely ripping. I like Norm. And yeah, I love Norm his won. name. Norm yeah, he's was the one who won, huh? Norm. He had the six, like his steez was like 90s drawers, mm-hmm. skate, like so good. He's on Matt Heenahan's uh, pro model. Also, yeah. uh, Mike Little. Yeah. Mike Little just was Mr. Consistent out there. Pat Fava mm-hmm. was ripping. Yeah, uh, always. As far as women, um, uh, Egan, who won, yeah. she board slid to 50 to back one which mm-hmm. is beautiful there's a, a lot of a lot of ripping happening uh she also did gap board slide like perfect on that mm-hmm. so that was cool i mean it's a, definitely a heavy rail to step to like a lot of people you know henna went over the bars she like tomahawk down the stairs mm-hmm. and the guy trying to heavy. do who was who was the guy trying to do the 270 the cab too oh so he, yeah Went pretty buck onto the stairs, too. Yeah, Bombhole put up $270 for uh, 270 through the kink, and I didn't think anybody was going to do it, but <laughs> Sam Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, he, he cab-toed through the kink, and yep. I believe Aiden Haskell was putting him up, but it was a it was a heavy cab-toe, and then Viz backlipped the hell out of that thing. That, that yeah. was so a great event. Big, huge shout-out to the Dust Box for putting that thing on. Well, they had $10,000 to give away, too. Well, I, I mean, also love look how, how far like, they've come. Yeah, I love that. And I just love how, like, even up to a day before the event, they're like a bunch of people were like, I don't think you're going to pull it off. Like, this is crazy. We don't think you're going to. It was just so perfect for what it, their crew and what it was. It was just like they did have the the money to do the, the you know, the – prizes but it was really loose in the right kind of way and it just felt authentic because of that too there wasn't like a bunch of banners it wasn't like super official in any way like homies were jumping on the turntables and spinning music and the mic was being passed around to all different people it was just sick tommy town loose and then quickly i kind of want to cover natural selection like obviously the first one in jackson was iconic they're so fun. They're so exciting to watch. Um, the ones that are pre-recorded, like where they pre-record it and then play it, just uh, they just don't have they don't have the same energy for me. So for me, with natural selection, I think the contest series is amazing. Yeah. But they should try to figure out how to live stream as much as they can because the pre-recorded, I just um, I think I mad respect to what they're doing because because I'm on the edge of my seat yelling on the Jackson yeah. one. But but the bald face that I, th- I think the Alaska one comes out soon. Um, I just I can't quite get as into it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was told the Alaska one might blow some minds. Really, we'll sure. see. Okay. I've, I've been I've been told by several different people it's like the best backcountry display wow. ever ever seen. And Alaska's been like really really good this year. Well, apparently hear, so. it was like that beautiful best day you can imagine, Amazing. like safe snow. Yep. Beautiful bluebird day and people just going ham. But we'll see. We'll see if it translates. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to check that one out. I bet that will be, I mean, that's heavy, heavy, heavy yeah. snowboarding. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was big claims. We'll see. Totally. Totally. I and, believe it. I bet some of the people you're talking to are, know what they're talking about. 
Yep. And then uh, the last event that we want I want to talk about is uh, Bombhole Cup. We'll do some some uh, some self. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, what do you call that? Promotion, I guess. Self promotion. Self deprecation. Self deprecation. Yeah. Uh, self defecation. <laughs> but I think the thing that was really cool uh, with the event is that, you know when you look up, we wanted something that was was for everybody and a lot of people are doing these events so it's not rocket science but when you look there's a lot of events like do tour that's just pros and then you have like kind of fun like grassroots events but we wanted pros to be riding the same setup as mm. uh beginners and so with the bank slalom you know we had josh dirks and nils mindig yuki kadono and then we have you know women and, and guys that are just learning in the in, and so you're racing the same class same with the other you know you have sage kotzeberg and then you have the dust box and then you have you know jed anderson and jake kuzik and torgir bergam and and just this incredible desiree melanson it was just like uh it was definitely a great group of of People were as beginners all the way up to the biggest pros were able to ride the same stuff and have a good time and felt like a good community event. What do you think? Yeah, Buds? getting everyone together like that because a lot of like you're saying it's either pro event or a <laughs> am event. This is just everybody, the community together. And I mean, I had a blast. I I think it's safe to say we'll do this again. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, yep. it's gonna go down and uh, hopefully even gets bigger and better. I hope to increase my speed a little bit next next year. I felt like I could have done better, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I remember going through the course, and I was like, this is bad. This, I am not going yeah, right. to There was just one turn tech. that was like almost an uphill <laughs> yeah. turn, and it was sketchy. It was, But everyone had to deal with the same, well, we, same go. We got some notable clips. Uh, we should definitely first bring up um, Cooper Whittier's switchback lip, the Hellride kink. Yeah, now, sick. this clip is absolutely electric like you can see the crowd going absolutely berserk after he really put it down on the landing too just mm -hmm. like snap that was sick the thing i love about cooper's switchback lip he, it looks so switch you know yeah. he's looking back up the hill and what if, if he changed his stance for that or not yeah you got you have to, we have to get him on the line you can see jake kuzik tommy towns cheering him on after the land but the, the thing I like is if you watch the clip, he leans really into it. Watch how far his body gets over his nose, and he really leans yeah, into it. So sick. And when Cooper does a trick, he really puts all of his body into it, and that's that's what I love. Yeah. Uh, another clip we got is from Spencer. Spencer put on an absolute show. He went gap board slide on the sea to end the whole contest. Everybody went berserk. He was a real showman out there. Mikey, you want to talk about showmanship? I know you know about showmanship. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's why Spencer and I ended up hanging out. Uh, maybe we both kind of get that a little bit. But, yeah, sh yeah, that was amazing. I actually wasn't at the event, but those are the things that I gravitated. The first two clips were actually the two that I really kind of got burned in my brain, even though I wasn't there. Spenny on the jump was uh, yeah, some the showman, too. Or whatever. <laughs> he was just going was crazy amazing, out there, hyping sure. the crowd up, yeah. too. Yeah, uh, Yuki had some good showmanship. He's not scared out there of a good too. time. That's for sure. Yeah, Spenny's definitely not scared of a good time, and it's obvious when you watch him ride. But uh, yeah, Yuki was a good showman out there too. People just hyping up the crowd. And yeah. Yuki uh, had a huge resi, which was was <laughs> awesome and and good for the par for the course, I guess, for a bombhole event. Mm -hmm. Saw him drinking out of his bombhole cup as well, which That's is sick. classic. That's legit and classy. Yeah, and classy. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, and the last clip we have is from uh, Eden Haskell, and he jumped the jump on a snow skate, which the tries before he was, like, getting destroyed. (laughs) You can see the entire crowd. It's, you know, there's hundreds of people there. And it was just we ended the 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 open class on Aiden, and he landed the snow skate, and it was just climactic so as sick. hell. That's what was sick is that you were calling like when he goes, it's the last go, and he actually stomped it. It like could have so gotten rad. better for him. And then we also have uh, you know we had we had uh, who was on the mic? Joey B, how you doing? Shout outs, he killed it with Todd Richards as well. Richards like those two had me. My stomach was hurting from laughing. Mm-hmm. So thank you to everybody that came out for the event. And since we can't take calls, I'm going to go into the YouTube comments and basically uh, read a couple comments, and then we can answer some questions. Sorry about the call situation. It's our first live show. <laughs> we will figure it out next time. So mm-hmm. there's a great question about to Eastone. Uh, right. This is for Eastone. With all your years of photos, do you ever think about doing TED Talks about life? You have had an industry and photos you could give the normal viewer on-site behind the lens. That would be dope. I guess we'll see if Ted calls me up. Is yeah. Ted actually a person? <laughs> I think he is, yeah. He is. Well, Ted. <laughs> Isn't it an acronym? It stands for like yeah, technology, an engineering, and design or something. Ted, like give me a call. No, I thought Ted Danson started it. Oh, is it Ted yeah, Danson? Ted Danson. Or, uh, Ted, I don't know. Ted Borland? Ted Borland? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's Ted Borland. Who, who Ted Borland be? started. Mm-hmm. Don't know a lot of Ted's, huh? I got <laughs> another question here. Uh, this is for Chris. Do you ever think of building your own rails for the streets? If you want to be, if you could do it, special place where it would be? That's a that's a good question. Uh, I, I have actually fabricated a spot before. <laughs> um, but it's been a while. I, 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 yeah, I don't really think bringing your own stuff to the streets. I mean, if you, I respect the commitment. But I think um, my take is really more of a play it how it lies situation. Like if you got to bring a proper, like I brought a cone somewhere where you punch the cone and then wing a double backflip. Like, yeah, that's showmanship. Bitch in the ass, man, knocked you out. It did. Well, I went and rebated at the cabin. I actually ended that's up sick. getting that one. My palm was bruised from. I punching saw the that cone. too. I like that. Yep. Um, so that's that's a solid one. You know what we could do though is we could befriend some architects mm-hmm. and. Uh, Tell yeah. them what we like and see yeah. if we can't get that built in the city planning. Mm-hmm. We got another question from James, a long game. James Smith. This one's for Mikey. Uh-oh. We know you like metal music. If you were to pick a pop song for today's video part, what would you pick and why, Mikey? Um, Pop song and why? Do you know a lot of pop songs? Yeah. I mean, I love all kinds of music. Um, I think... I've often thought like a Madonna song, like that one that's kind of got the Spanish vibe to it, Isla Bonita, mm. would be a super dope powder part. Uh, so that would be a, a pretty sick one. Uh, we got a couple other Mikey questions. This one's really good. Uh, Mikey, your part in Ride Rats, what was up with the toboggan methods? Um, I think that was from some extras from the app. No, we went out the year after. I filmed the toboggan and stuff with the absinthe, and Shane and I were just messing around getting some some jump shots in the boggy because I just didn't want to give it up. That thing is extremely fun to snowboard on, or boggin on, I should say. It's called boggin. Bogganing. We got another one. For Mikey, how planned was the double set Ollie at Bear? Was it brewing for years or spur-of-the-moment spur chuck? Spur-of-the-moment. Well, the day before, I went there with Carly, just Joe Carlino. I was like, have you seen this set? And I was like, no, and he took me there. And I think I might have had a couple beers, and I was like, oh, I could do that. Kind of a claimer mo- mode. The next day, he wakes me up after a couple beers, and I'm taking a nap, and he's like, let's go. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And we went. So kind of spur of the moment. Yeah, I had never seen the set before. 
It worked so. out good. Another question, Mikey, how do you still have knees? Uh, they're attached. Right here. <laughs> it's a fake leg. It's actually a prosthetic. It's a, yeah. Uh, I got a question. This no is knee myself. surgeries either, right? Yeah, that's a scary question. Uh, what is up with Oakley Ghost? This is um, Trevor Andrews uh, basically made a little Oakley line. His thing's Sick. Gucci Ghost. So Oakley Ghost is a little wow. Trevor Andrews Trevor's situation. The shit. He's the man. Um, and then this is a great one for Mikey. Favorite board graphic from back in the day. What do you got, Mikey? I mean, I kind of have to go with Noah's skateboard. I mean, I know hats had the th same one, I believe, at the same time, but that Noah, the yellow top sheet, yellow orange, holding the board, skateboard, I don't know. It was just a dream graphic. I wanted that board. I never had that board. My friend had that board. So, What about out of your graphics? Um, I don't know. I know one. I mean, I like the Pitbull, but... That was cool. The, the the pit bull was cool because we actually it was a Banksy ripoff, really, and we actually did speak with, we had Banksy. I spoke with Banksy on the phone trying to get him. We were going to give all the board profits to charity, and he was almost down, but he had never done a commercial product. So that one was kind of special too because he was almost on the line, and wow, he's that's a pretty cool. amazing and actual artist. Okay, so. we got a a good one here. Uh, Chris, break out the smelling salts. Oh God, I ain't doing it. Have you done one, Mike? Oh, yeah, I've done him a bunch. Yeah, he's we'll done him, but he's not done down him a lot. Yeah, he did a commercial where he did a lot of them. We'll smack a quick smug salt. Uh, we did a lot of these at Bombhole Cup. Here, I'll send it to you, bud. All right. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> 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 that one is hot hitting. Oh, <laughs> my spicy. God. Oh, that, that got hilarious. me. Jesus. Woo. All right, Mikey, who is the gnarliest snowboarder you ever filmed with? I mean, I'm going to give it to Jeremy. <coughs> Jeremy, Jeremy Jones? Jones. Yeah, just because spicy one. Jeremy was, like I said earlier, first try or die. And just, I mean, I moved to Utah and I was out with a bunch of people. And um, he just was like the guy that would like go for the most technical progressive trick first try off every jump. And just, if he's going to back... 50 a giant gnarly rail just like there's no just in like he didn't like roll up like i would roll up like 10 times and be like eh, and he's just like like i'm doing this so Amazing. and i also saw him film an entire video part with two slip discs in his back the whole year i mean he's just tough he's built different he's tough yeah mentally and physically i'd say he's, he's not only built different but his mind is he's built is different different Ooh. in every way possible now we also yeah. have uh a great uh, another question from somebody wants to know how do we get more pros wearing helmets? And I can kind of weigh on on this a little bit. Uh, I started wearing one due to my concussion issues, and so I think it's one of those things where it's really up to the rider. It shouldn't mm -hmm. be it, it should be your own choice. Um, you know, my circumstances are different. I started wearing one because I, I smacked my head, but but um, you know, it's really up to the riders and and it's their choice. And I think that. You know, when it comes to a lot of riders like myself, my way of thinking was I want to look cool on my snowboard. And mm -hmm. and and um, it, this this it's going to it's a sad thing to say. But if you're if you care about your gear and you care about your look, uh, 
Um, the helmet doesn't always help that. And, and it, I think we, it's going to start to change with time. It might be like the NHL where you're like, remember when people didn't wear helmets? Like that mm. might eventually be a thing. Yeah. I think it's more common with the younger generation. So I think the, the more people that wear them, the, the stigma changes. But I, I also don't think it should be pushed on anybody. I think it should be if you want to wear one, cool. And if you don't as well. Mikey, you have any thoughts on this? I don't. I honestly don't care. Um, I mean, I don't wear a helmet. Uh, which is probably pretty stupid, to be honest. But I, I've only worn a helmet once during contests, and I somehow landed only on my head every time I wore that thing. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, you know, if I had a little kid, I mean, I actually did take, uh, you know, stepson a bunch of times snowboarding, and I was kind of a bad parent. Didn't so, put a helmet on him. No, but, uh, you know, that is dumb. So I feel like, I think Chris is right, maybe the stigma will change over time. And people will start wearing them. Um, I've had my fair share of head injuries, so um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I think uh, it's been it's been uh, about a, a little over an hour. I feel pretty good about the show. Um, how do you guys feel? You have any other topics you want to cover before we wrap this thing up? Anything you want to say, Mikey? Yeah, I want to say congrats to you guys. I mean, I've been I was one of you know the seventeenth guest. And I just want to say congrats to you two and everybody on the team because it's really incredible. And I want to thank you sincerely because this is such a gift to snowboarding. I think it's not just snowboarders listening, but I think it's, um, you know, people outside of snowboarding that now listen because it's very authentic. And I think it's a wonderful gift to snowboarding. So I just want to thank you both for that. Appreciate it. Well, thank you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I really appreciate you, Mikey. Uh, it's always a pleasure having you. You're one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. And for those of you guys watching, uh, we're, we just got this new live streaming equipment. As you can tell with the calls, we're not dialed in yet. But we're, it's going to be really easy for us to go live. So, so our new show, All Banged Up, this is episode five. We're going to be turning these things out, this live show. So we're going to be able to take calls, and, and uh, we'll iron out all the kinks and, and hopefully have more of these coming at you. And if you like, if you like it, throw it in the comments. Uh, and also... Don't be afraid to subscribe to our channel if you're watching on YouTube. We'll also post this on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so you guys can listen as well. So I um, just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And uh, what's up, Jules? Someone really wants Mikey to say lightning bolt. Lightning bolt? Oh, lightning bolt. You're, you're, that was your quote from uh, <laughs> from one of the Videograss movies. Because yeah. remember LARPing was a thing? You're oh, like, yeah. Lightning bolt. Okay, I'll try it. I don't even remember that, but I'll try Lightning bolt. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Is that it, Jules? Anything else we should cover before we wrap it up? <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap up the stream and thank you guys so right, much for uh, tuning guys. in. Appreciate it. <laughs>